0: Hey, so today I'm gonna preach and uh, I just want today just to build our faith. Every time I preach, I wanna be able to build people's faith. Because I believe that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. And uh, and, and as we preach, you're not hearing Brendan's words, but you're hearing the Word of God. And uh, and, uh, I tell you what, I just know that as we lean in and as we yes and amen the Word of God, come into agreement with the Word of God, it does something in our life that changes the atmosphere for the better. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's just pray before we come to the Word. God, I just thank you for this opportunity we have today to gather together. Lord, we just uh, pray, God, as we come to your Word right now and feast upon your Word, that you would speak to us. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to come and do whatever you do in people's lives. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said? Amen. 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 Have you ever found yourself, say this, one day I will dot, 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 dot. And that one day I will dot, 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 dot has been many, many years and you still haven't done that one day thing that you said you were going to do. I I think when it comes to our life, we can start to say one day is an excuse not to make that one day today to move forward in what God has for us. You know, it could be even something like this. One day I'm going to ask that special person out on a date and that one day has been a long time just go and ask him out on a date. Ask him out for a coffee or something. Or or maybe you said, one day I will go on a diet and start losing weight. One day. I know we shouldn't really talk about that in church, should we? It's There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And uh, let's not talk about dieting. But Or one day I'm going to do this for God. Or one day I'm going to start serving. One day I'm going to tell somebody about Jesus. One day I'm going to give an offering into the expansion offering. One day, one day, one day. And we can start living in the one day and we never accomplish what God wants us to accomplish today. Because I believe what God wants for all of us as a church individuals is that we move forward in what God has for us. But when we have a one day mindset, a one day keeps us the same... But today is the day, mindset moves us forward in what God has in store for us. And I think when it comes to all of us, we can so easily get caught in excuse when we've got to progress. We've got to move forward in what God has. We've got to move forward. And today I want to encourage us, and I'm going to try to say it in the nicest way, that we just got to stop making excuses and start moving forward in what God has. Life is short. it says it's but a vapour. And uh, it's too short to live by excuse. Let's move forward in what God has in store for us in Jesus' name. Because I, I find it funny that um, we, um, we're very creative in our excuses, aren't we? And um, we, we've had a really good excuse lately, like COVID. Like, we've blamed COVID for everything. Like, the traffic's bad. It's because of COVID. I, I have a pimple. It's because of COVID. Um, we, we can blame COVID for everything. I'm late just because of COVID. Groceries going up because of COVID. Uh, I slept in because of COVID. Um, I, I, I don't go to church because of COVID. Hmm. Not, obviously, I'm preaching to the choir here, but we, we started to use, we use things for ex, like excuses, but I believe what you got to understand, you can either make excuses in life or you can progress. You can't do both. And I believe what God has for you and what God has for us as a church isn't to stay the same, but is to move forward in the the future and the destiny that God has in store for us. We've got to stop excuses and start moving forward. I had to think when I was preparing this, what's the number one excuse that people use? And I believe this is what it is. The number one excuse people use for a lot of things is, I forgot. It's like especially your kids like I've dropped my kids off at school and then they've gone to get out of the car I'm like where are your shoes I forgot they're still at home like how can you forget your shoes like I think we've got to realize that I forgot isn't an excuse we've got to make sure that we're putting things in place so we don't forget so that we can move forward in what God has for us because I believe that it's the church's finest hour I believe it's your finest hour Come on, there's no future in our past. The future is all ahead of us. God has so much in store for you. Come on, let's not live by excuse, but let's move forward in all that God has for us. God has given us the grace. He has anointed us for what's ahead of us. Let's keep moving forward, not making excuses to stay the same. So the part of scripture I wanna read from today is in Numbers 13, uh, chapter 13, verses 26 onwards. Let me give you a bit of context before we, Read this part of Scripture. The, the, the Israelites, the people of God, had been in Egypt for many, 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 many years. They were in slavery. Um, it wasn't what God intended. Um, it, wasn't what God, it wasn't where God wanted them to stay. God had a promised land for them. So God delivered the Israelites out of Egypt in a miraculous way. We can read all that through Scriptures of all the plagues and different things that took place. And then for them to get from slavery into the promised land, there was a wilderness experience. And so now we find themselves, God has miraculously delivered them out of slavery, and now they can enter into the promised land. they're so close to the promised land that Moses, the the leader, sends 12 spies to spy out the land to see if it is as good as what God told them that it was, and if they can take it. These 12 spies just weren't ordinary people. They were appointed, they were influential people from each of the 12 tribes that made up Israel. They appointed 12 of them, sent them out to this land to bring back a report. Now we're gonna read what that report was. And it says this, they came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here it here is its fruit. So they've come back and they've told the whole assembly that what God said, what was promised was actually a real place. It was a place that was flowing with milk and honey. Now We might think of that picture and think, that doesn't sound like a nice place to be. Place flowing with milk and honey. It's like maybe chocolate fountains and I don't know, a Coca-Cola spring. I don't know what looks good to you and I today, but this wasn't actually meant to be the, the picture of what was actually there, milk and honey. What it was was referring to that this land was a land that was full of abundance, full of provision It was a land that could sustain what they needed to do. It was a good land. It was what God promised it would be. See, what you've got to understand, as we don't live by excuses and move forward in what God has for us, what we're moving towards is not a fantasy, it's actually real. The promises that God has in the Word of God, the promises that we believe for salvation and for peace and for rest, it's actually real, it's not made up. God isn't saying, well, if you follow me, you could possibly one day have this and then your life will be better. No, what God has promised us can actually be a reality in our life. And as we see here that they've come back and said, well, what God said was there, was there, and it's good. Which means what God has for us, it's good. It's not bad, it's good for us. It's the abundance, abundance of health and provision and all that God has in store. So here we see they've come back and said, well, yeah, this place is real. Verse 28, but the people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified and very large. Uh, We even saw descendants of Anik there. The uh, Amalekites live in the uh, Negev, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites live in the hill country and the Canaanites, all these beautiful places uh, and people live near the sea along the Jordan. Then verse 30, says this, then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. So here we see that there's, there's, there's 10 spies that are giving this report of, man, they're too big. There's too many of them. They're powerful. They're, they're giants. But then a man of faith stands up and says, pretty much shut your mouth. We can do this. Forgive my language. But the men, verse 31, but the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack these people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there were of great size. Go down a bit further. It says, we seem like grasshoppers, in our own eyes, and we look the same to them. See, the report was that, man, there's this land that's there, it's good. It's fine with milk and honey, it's abundant. It's all that God said it would be. But then 10 of the spies say, but we can't take it. We can't attack it because they're too big, they're too powerful. We're like grasshoppers to these people. You see, let's think about this for a few moments. We have 12 spies that were sent by Moses. These were influential people, as we've said, to go into the promised land, to scout out the land, and to see what it was going to be like, to bring back a report. See, they went into that land knowing that they're going to be outnumbered. There was 12 of them and numerous amount of uh, people that were inhabiting that land. So they knew they were going to be outnumbered, And there was no promise that these 12 actually make it back. They could have been captured, killed, tortured, whatever it may be. But these 12 people went and did what they were asked to do, go and spy out the land, even though they were outnumbered, even though there was no promise that they would return. See, the first thing I want to talk to us today about is this. If we want to move forward in what God has for us, we've got to realise that moving forward involves being outnumbered and feeling overwhelmed. See, in life, we don't like feeling outnumbered. We don't like feeling overwhelmed. Sometimes we think maybe it's not what God wants for us because we're outnumbered, because we're overwhelmed. Can I tell you something? You will never enter the promises that God has for you unless you're willing to be outnumbered and feel overwhelmed in life. The easy way, you don't feel that. But the way that God has, you feel outnumbered. You can't do it in your own strength. And that's exactly the way that God wants us to live our life, not in our own strength, but in the power of God flowing in our life. Come, When it comes to what God has for you in your family, in our church, man, we are going to be outnumbered. We are going to feel overwhelmed, but it's what God has in store for us. And if God said we can have it, we can have it in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you've got to realise, we've got to go through seasons of feeling overwhelmed. We don't like it, but it's in that moment where God does his finest work. So here we see the 12 spies, 10 brought back a bad report, but two brought a positive report. Caleb and Joshua brought the positive one, saying, we can do this. What does it say in verse 30 when all this was being said? No, they're they're big, they're strong. (laughs) There's too many of them. What did the man of faith, Caleb, say? He silenced the people and said, we should go up there and take possession of the land. We can certainly do it. Now, I want to remind us today, and I want this to be the title of this message, you can certainly do it. If God has said it, you can certainly do it. If God has graced us to do it, we can certainly do it. You see, but what we've got to understand, if we want to be people, I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about Caleb. You know, Joshua, as we go through Scripture, he's got plenty of Bible time, plenty of Scriptures about Joshua and the mighty man he was that took down so many great uh, cities and advanced the, 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 the kingdom. But I wanna spend a bit of time on Caleb because it says here that Caleb in Numbers 14, verse 24, it says, Caleb had a different spirit. It says, but because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholehearted. There was something different. There was a different spirit. There was a different mentality that Caleb carried that the others didn't. Now, this spirit that made him different helped him to move forward in what God had for him. The 10 that didn't have this spirit died in the wilderness. I, I really believe when it comes to moving forward in what God has for us, it's a it's a battle of the mind. It's not a lack of opportunity. We all have opportunity. It's a, it's a lack of having the right mindset to be able to move forward in what God has. So we've got to have this different spirit, this one that's wholehearted, trusting in God, saying that if God has said it, we can certainly do it. So what can we learn from Caleb? Let me give us... 27 million things today. What we can learn from Caleb to encourage us to have the right mentality, the right spirit, so that we can move forward and not live by excuse. The first is this: we've got to silence the doubt. What did do he do? He said he silenced everybody. Stop with the opinion. Stop with the bad report. We can certainly do this. Quietening the noise. And you'll find when you go to do anything great for God when you're about to step into a new season, when there's gonna be a breakthrough in your life, you'll feel the most overwhelmed. You'll hear all these different voices, all these different noises saying, you can't do this, who do you think you are? Carrying on. But what we've gotta to learn, too, we've gotta to learn to silence the doubt and let the word of God become more loud in our life. You see, if you wanna be able to silence the doubt, you have gotta be believing right, first of all. See, why is it that Caleb and Joshua could see that they could take it, but the other 10 couldn't? They had a different mindset. They had different believing. They had a faith mindset, which caused them to see differently, which caused them to do differently. If you want to do things differently in your life, go back to what you believe, what you're speaking, and what you're moving forward into. You see it so many times where there can be a certain opportunity and. 10 people will go, ah, there's no good. One person will see differently and they'll take hold of that opportunity and it brings great fruit and success into their life. It wasn't because of the opportunity, it was because they didn't have the right mentality to see what God wanted people to see out of that situation. So Caleb spoke up and said, quieten down, we can do this. See, the way that we quieten down doubt is by turning up the good news, turning up the word of God. I tell you what, whenever I start hearing bad news, I turn up the good news. Because whatever you hear the most of begins to affect you on the inside. Yeah. Come on, put the good news in there. Put sermons on. Get scripture. Put on daily meditations. Whatever it is that can move, see you begin to build yourself up. Right. Amen. So what we gotta do, we gotta speak. We gotta, it's quite now, we gotta speak differently. We gotta speak the words. I, I, I like to put things through this filter. I don't want to speak words where the devil thinks that he's winning. I don't want to speak words that allow the devil to think that he's winning. Put that through the filter. I know that there's proper forums that we've got to speak to, be able to deal with the issues of the heart. But when we're speaking to people to deal with the issues of of our heart, it's not to keep us the same, it's to help us move forward. So we identify what's going on, but then we've got to move forward. I think there's some counsellors and some professions that, want you to stay in your excuse because they can make good revenue out of you. Make sure you're around people that are helping you move forward out of slavery into the promise that God has because that's what God wants for you in Jesus' name. What does it say? Ephesians 4.29, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Come on, let's speak faith. Let's silence the doubt. Speak faith that builds people up in Jesus' name, amen. amen. So, we've got to silence the doubt. The second thing we've got to do that we can learn from Caleb to build that moving forward mindset, we've got to live by the truth. Live by the truth. Now, this point I believe is going to challenge some people's thinking for the better. Let's think about this for a few moments. The report that the 10 gave they said that they were big, there was a numerous amount of them, they were relatives of Anak, they were giants, They they were outnumbered, they felt like grasshoppers, whatever it was. All those things were true. So that report that the 10 gave, they were facts. The facts is that there was a lot of them, they were big, they were strong, and it was gonna be hard to overcome. They were the facts. But two people, in spite of the facts, spoke the truth. We can certainly do this, You know, God is with us, we can take this land. We can certainly do it. You see, we've got to stop living our life based on facts and start to live our life based on the truth. We're not in denial, we know what the facts are, but the truth is that if God is for us, who can be against us? If God said it, it can become a reality in our life. And we've got to learn to live by the truth, not by facts. Let me give you examples of this. You may be sick, have sickness in your body. That is a fact, but the truth is our God is able to heal. How are you gonna live your life based on just I'm sick and I'm gonna, whatever it is. No, yeah, I know I'm sick, but I know that my God can heal and he can give me a pathway forward. You might have lack in your life. Well, I haven't got all the resource that I need. That may be your, the fact, but the truth is our God is our provider. Now, you, the, 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 the fact is that you may have created bad habits in your life. You may have addictions in your life. That, that is a fact But the truth is, our God can set you free. Our God has given us the Holy Spirit and the Word of God so we can begin to create new habits, new pathways for our life that are gonna add to our life, not take away from our life. So you understand there's facts and there's truth. The facts is that you may have have gone through the pain of being divorced. The fact is that you're divorced. But the truth is, God can heal you. He can restore you and He has somebody even better for you. Come on, are you gonna live in the facts or the truth? Stop disqualifying yourself because of what the facts are in your life. Know that we live by the truth of the Word of God. I may be struggling in areas of my life, in my relational world. Come on, but God is showing me the way to move forward. Now, in, in, the, in the Bible, in John 8, 32, it's on the screen, hopefully, it says this. And you will know the facts and the facts will set you free. It's not, it's not what it says, is it? It says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The facts identify where you're at. The truth leads you into freedom, into your destiny. Come we we gotta be people that understand that we're living by truth. We're not denying the facts, but we're moving forward. And I love what it says in John 14, verse six, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. Come on, the truth that we follow, the truth that speaks into our life, it's Jesus. It's the living word of God that's moving us forward into freedom in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, are we gonna be people that live by facts or are we gonna live by the truth? Because are tell you what, the facts all died out in the wilderness. The truth entered in to the promise. Come on, let's be people that keep moving forward. In Jesus' name, Amen. Yeah. Amen. So we've got here. We've got to have that mindset that sees us move forward, not live it by excuse. We've got to silence the doubt. We've got to live by truth. And the third, and there's one more after this, is we've got to keep conquering. Now, after a certain amount of time, and you know, all those people died out in the wilderness; they didn't get to enter in because they listened to the bad report. When they finally got to get go into the promised land. Um, Caleb had been promised by Moses that he would get an inheritance of land. Now, this inheritance of land that 85 years, or 45 years later when he's 85 years old, they're in the promised land. They haven't taken advantage, or they haven't conquered the whole land, but portions of it. Um, Caleb goes to Joshua and says, that land that was promised to me, I want it now. But the land that I want, I want the hill country, that hasn't been conquered yet. I want to go and conquer that God with me. I'll be able to conquer that. Talks about it in Joshua 4.10. You wanna read that in your own time. I find it amazing, 45 years, he's 85 years old. And when he's talking in Joshua 4.10, he's saying that he's stronger, he's more vigorous, he's able to still fight, to be able to keep conquering, to take more and more land for for the kingdom of God. He, He could have asked after, 45 years of doing the right thing he could have said give me a portion of land that has already been conquered but no he asked for a portion of land that hadn't been conquered which means for us we've got to stop trying to get to a place where we don't have to conquer things anymore we we, we sort of want to avoid fights if you're going to avoid fights or you're not going to want to conquer anything you're going to stop living because I believe what God has for us. He's got one thing after another for us to conquer because we're more than conquerors, which we've got to keep conquering. He's got that for us because the conquering mindset is the way that God wants us to live. We've got to keep conquering, keep moving forward and taking new ground for the kingdom of God. It's not about saying, I've arrived, I've done my work. Can I tell you something? When you've arrived and done your work, you're with Jesus in heaven. If you're here on earth, there's something for us to conquer. There's something for us to do. There's something for us to push back darkness and see the light of God move forward in. So we've got to realise we've always got to conquer. You know, I find it's amazing, the land that he goes to that hill country. When you talk about the, the, the reports, he's talking about the hill country, that it's too hard, there's 10 it's too hard, the hill country, there's all these there's giants, there's all these people there. He said, I, I want that land and I want to go conquer it. Which the, what people said was too hard and couldn't be done, he wanted to do. I think we've got to realise in our life, when people say that it can't be done or it's too hard, let that be fuel to us of people of faith to say, if it's too hard, if it can't be done, we know we can do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because what you've got to understand something, this church in June, 40 years old, previous to this church being here, Liverpool was a preacher's graveyard. There'd been pastor after pastor, had burned burn out, no church could ever grow. It was like, it was known to be somebody that you just didn't go to, it was the dark side. But 40 years ago, was it my parents came and they started a church. They sowed what they said couldn't be done. they done through the grace of God. And I just think we've got to realise what has been done is a great platform for us to continue to move forward in all that God has for us. You say it can't be done, I'll show you it can be done through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what Caleb's mentality was. We are conquering. We're gonna keep fighting. We're gonna keep moving forward. Come on, the fight that we're in isn't about... A physical fight; it's a spiritual fight. We've got to keep forgiving. We've got to keep loving. We've got to keep living by grace. We've got to keep praying. We've got to keep having a heart of thankfulness until we see God's kingdom established in our life. See what you've got to understand: so a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. If you think that you're more than a conqueror, it's going to become a reality in your life. If you think that you're a victim, that's all you're ever going to be. Come on, you gotta get off the victim seat. No one's going to do it for you. You need to do it yourself. Get up, the Holy Spirit's there to help you. The Word of God's there to give you the light, to guide you forward. Move forward. Keep fighting. We've got this generation that just wants to sit on the couch and everybody does everything for them. What are we raising? Oh, a, a participation award is good enough. Everybody should get an award. That's not the way the Word of God tells us to live. The Word of God tells us to run to win. It says, don't shadow box. It says, act intentionally. Don't run just so that anybody gets surprised. Run to win. And the thing is, the race that God has for you, only you can win. Run run your race. Stop trying to run somebody else's. But get off the couch. Get off the lazy, lazy couch, the lazy boy. And move forward. Am I building your faith today? The last thing is this. We've heard this cliche over many years, fake it till you make it. I want you to forget about that cliche. It's not biblical. Fake it till you make it. No, we're authentic. We're real. We're struggling. We're struggling. We're doing well. We're doing well. We rejoice with those that are rejoicing. We mourn with those that are mourning. It's okay to be real. But what I want you to do, I want you to change that from fake it till you make it to face it till you make it. Face the facts with the truth of the Word of God until God's truth becomes a reality in your life. Come on, face it until you make it. So bring it all together. Are we gonna continue to live with a one-day mindset? I know that in certain areas of your life, you're probably progressing, other areas you aren't. It always feels like that in our life. So certain parts of our life are doing well, some aren't doing so well. But let's not make excuses for the parts that aren't doing so well. Let's make choices today and start doing things today so that we can move forward in what God has. Now, when it comes to us at at the end of June, we're gonna take up our expansion offering. We can say, well, one day I'll give an offering. Or we can say somebody else can do it. But what's God calling you to do? What part are you gonna pay to expand his kingdom, to expand your own life? You can do it through the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name.